Hello and welcome to Brown Melts the Crown, a podcast where we share the funniest news from the week, share a Victorian tip of the week and a weekly tip to be more vulgar and read out and give advice to some celebrity letters we received. A Victorian guide to be vulgar or a vulgar Victorian guide? Depends on whether if you see the glass of your favorite beverage as half full or half empty. I'm Sharif. I put the ass in aspiring multi-hyphenated entertainment phenomenon. And sitting with me remotely is the posh Sam. Stem diva extraordinaire slash femme fatale comedian who was clearly born in the wrong century. She is, after all, a very Victorian woman who will never, ever expose her ankles in public. (laughs) Yes, but this wrong century <laughs> helps me talk to and do this show with Sharif, who has been very educational for my apprecious, is hilariously outrageous and a wonderful human being and really funny. Oh, stop. We are very funny. We are, we yes. are gut-burstingly <laughs> hilarious, sis. Aww. So let's begin with the headlines of the week. Sharif. What did you find? Mm, what did I find? Terrified woman returns home to find mutant potatoes have taken over her flat. <gasps> Let me spill the tea, sis. When coronavirus Please. lockdown restrictions were announced, Donna Poré from Cannes, France, wasted no time in fleeing her home to spend quarantine with her boyfriend on the other side of the town. Aww. Among the belongings she left behind, as she hurriedly relocated, was a simple bag of potatoes she had picked up from the local shop with the intention of cooking them for dinner. She didn't give them a second thought, as she happily passed the time with her boyfriend on the other side of the town, before returning to the flat that she was living in for the first time three months later. See, this is where polite society has failed this woman, who very obviously chose copulation, (laughs) With a maid over cleaning up her flat properly. <laughs> no. Priorities, says priorities. But when she opened the door, she was left terrified by the unassuming bag of potatoes. Why? Because the potatoes, after three months, had now sprouted meter long pink shoots reaching out to every <laughs> corner of her small flat, like the tentacles of an octopus. Or the long, spindly legs of a spider. The huge shoots were so assertive that they actually pierced through the seal of the kitchen worktops. The shoots even (laughs) fell all to the floor below, and they wrapped themselves around a broom and even reached up to her television. Oh, the grotesque scenery that greeted her. Donna said that it apparently took her hours to completely remove the potato and its army of runaway shoots. Despite the traumatic ordeal, Donna says it hasn't been enough to put her off eating potatoes in the future. I mean, she has loads of potatoes. It would be stupid not to eat them all. (laughs) And it should put her off running away to a man for a while, in my opinion. (laughs) Well, she explained, and pardon my horrible French accent. Ooh, I wanted to extract the bag of potatoes from the countertop seals, but it wasn't easy. The shoots had fixed in place in the joints and they were difficult to remove. 
I ended up having to cut some of the shoots out with scissors, and I had to fill in the holes they made. I replanted the potatoes in my vegetable patch, and today they are growing once again. I'm eager to see what will come out of the ground. In proper Canadian fashion, uh, <laughs> the people from Quebec hate you now. Oh my gosh, that was horrible. That was not even French. It was maybe German, but ugh, it was horrible. <laughs> Sorry. It was wonderful. <laughs> but uh, talking about women versus plants, this actually reminds me of this woman who posted a viral Facebook post of a heartbreak where she explained that she had been watering and taking care of a succulent for two years and then she decides to repot it and she discovered that the succulent was attached to a foam <gasps> and glue and was obviously <laughs> fake <laughs> and she describes it as her biggest heartbreak yet i mean yeah she seriously needs to go and take an iq test at this point and she needs to adopt a cat and uh, ditch the plants that's all i'm gonna say and make sure that uh, it's not a stuffed cat. It's a real cat. <laughs> yes, true that, sis. What did you find this week, sis? Or, I mean, pardon me, Lady Sam. Thank you. My headline for the week is Astrological predictions unearthed from 1979 reveal insults <laughs> instead of predictions. <laughs> Spill the tea, lady. <laughs> on Friday, a Twitter post went viral when someone unearthed an old newspaper with what you would expect to be standard zodiac sign predictions. You know, on Saturday, Leo, <laughs> you will get burned by a hot liquid. <laughs> and then uh, certain Leos would just not have hot liquids around them. Or, dear Virgo, you'll be backstabbed by a loved one. You know, you get the flow, right? Darling, I totally get the flow. I mean... I depend on the stars to influence the flow of my bowel movements. Exactly. But this delicious newspaper decided to insult its readers with choice quotes like, You are a perfect son of a bitch. Most Scorpios are murderers. (laughs) (laughs) Pisces are generally dipshit. Aries are simply labelled... I think it's been uh, edited, but I guess the word is (laughs) pax. And Leos are told their disgusting arrogance results in them spending most of their time kissing mirrors. Do I kiss mirrors all the time? Yes. (laughs) And a cancer like me is sweet, charming, unstable psychopath. And I wear that badge with honor. Total husband material. (laughs) And, (laughs) And this brings me to a wonderful discovery. The psychic hotlines. Have you heard of them? Three words. Call me now. This was a catchphrase of the iconic Miss Cleo. She was the leading TV psychic of her time. Thanks to her psychic advice on the phone, I had chosen the perfect outfit for my very first date. He never called me back, of course. But this happened right before she was jailed for wire fraud. Oh, Miss Cleo, rest in peace. And these people, they were... Exactly. These people were perfect and they were so famous in the 90s. Like uh, there was all these uh, weird women wearing crystals and dancing and appropriating some culture, <laughs> like always black, Indian, native or a mix. And uh, they would and people would call them and they would go, darling, I see darkness <laughs> in your future. <laughs> 
I loved it. And recently, there's a, a hotline psychic called mm-hmm. Edward. He said that uh, he was taught techniques to keep his conversations vague, flattering, and drawn oh. out. And the goal was to make callers feel good about themselves and keep them talking. Hmm. Edward once gave a two and a half hour reading at $3.99 a minute. So the caller paid more than $600. (laughs) And at an average of $100 per reading, many went into debt because of it. They deserve it. They deserve it. And then my favorite bit was this interview he did with ABC News, where he explains his process. Okay, I can't uh, do an effort, (laughs) but this is what he says. You have to gauge the tone of a person's voice. If they're aggressive or laid back or in a hurry or skeptical, the first four or five words are important. (laughs) Then I ask for their name and birthday and if they had a specific question. At $3.99 a minute, they want an answer quick. And then I answer as if I'm answering the question about myself. (laughs) All these things about yourself are relatable. Nine out of ten times, you will hit a nerve with them. Then, I'd pause and let them jump in. People love talking about themselves. Such a surprise. And hear what you say about them. They like to imagine I'm in some far-off convent, but I'm really ironing at home, and I'd try to be compassionate and sound as new age as you can. So, in conclusion... Don't be a cunt and don't waste, like, don't believe in astrology. <laughs> and now it is time for Dirty Your Mind, Tipple Me. Okay, my favorite part. In today's age of a lockdown possibility looming over us, one cannot be distressing again about the global shortage of toilet paper. Damn the duty that society places on us all to maintain body hygiene, eh? Here are my tips for dealing with future quarantine lockdown related toilet paper shortage. Invest in a strong toothbrush. Yes, honey, (laughs) toothbrush. Why? Well, it gives you your environmentalist credibility for saving trees from turning into toilet paper. There should be a tax credit for that, by the way. Also, toothbrush has strong bristles to vigorously scrub the deep cracks and crevices down under sparkly clean (laughs) thus exfoliating your anus so beautifully that you can show it off as your main dating app profile pic trust me you will always get swiped left (laughs) if you already have that as a dating pic then here's another environmentally friendly option a sturdy durable lettuce leaf a lettuce is cheap and abundant a last alternative is in case if you are definitely terrified of lettuce or toothbrush then an escalator yes doll hear me out sis yes all you have to do is pick an escalator preferably not the ones in the public transit stations because none of them ever work anyways so pick an escalator whether at the base of it or at the top of it Assume the position and spread your cheeky cheeks right over the moving handrail belt. It is a good wipe since it goes faster than the actual escalator anyways. Plus, you can also add some abstract art over the uninspired looking belt. But unfortunately, it will not exfoliate your anus that much. 
but do thank me later, doll. Oh dear, I'm flabbergasted by the mention of bodily Ooh. functions. As one knows, polite ladies will never talk about matters that are such. And I deeply pray that my dead Victorian grandma has not heard this. Ouch! Sorry, grandma. Who slapped me? Someone invisible slapped me. <laughs> grandma? No. <laughs> <laughs> and what Victorian value do you have to impart to us all this week, Lady Sam? My Victorian value lesson for the week is to always use a pudding fork while eating your pudding. <laughs> Don't be a nasty, uncouth person, a sailor in a pub. A pudding fork must always be used to eat any pudding above the consistency of a liquid. Oh. If you're a lady, remember to pair it with a tiny glass of dessert wine, <laughs> but never shame yourself with an inexcusable glass of beer or make a spectacle with a large glass of wine. Oh dear lord, oh. no! And for my gentlemen, mm -hmm. after every spoonful of mm -hmm. pudding, make sure to make polite conversation with the lady on your right and not on your left. Oh. That is against decorum and wait till all women have finished eating to set a fork down before departing to the cigar room. Girl, the only conversation I would have with the lady on my right is to convince her to turn over her pudding to me. L <laughs> lady... Clearly, with your slow eating speed, you're not enjoying this pudding. Pass it over here then, sis. I love pudding, and pudding loves me. Ooh, and pass over your dessert wine too, girl. <laughs> Poor Victorian lady. Oh, dear. In this week's segment of Letter of the Week, we have a letter from a loyal fan and listener, William, also known as Brad. Ooh. <clears throat> Dear Sam and Sharif, I'm in a bit of a pickle. I was married to an amazing woman and cheated on her. I know, yes, I'm an ass. And then went on to have and adopt multiple kids with another woman. Did a load of drugs and got divorced a second <laughs> time. I was in a very bad space. But... At the start of the year, I met my first wife at the Golden Globes after she won Best Actress. And it has made me regret so many of my life decisions. I want to get back with her, but she won't have me. Please help me, <laughs> Brad. Oh, dear Bradley Brad. I wonder if in relation to a Pitt or a Cooper. Hmm. <laughs> well, Brad, you know that old saying, once bitten twice shy if both times didn't work out with a woman then just try a guy yes doll <laughs> you see brad maybe women aren't meant for you so do try dating a guy after all guys don't demand much responsibility accountability or duty from you plus you will get your woke credentials by embracing your sexual fluidity and the biggest plus of them all you will finally discover the joys of getting your G-spot tickled. Yes! An experience of a lifetime. If only straight men consented to getting pegged by their wives and girlfriends, they would then never cheat by chasing that elusive ultimate orgasm by being with different women after different women when the secret was always lying deep inside their rectum, their own prostate. Try a guy, Brad. 
Who knows? You may end up getting pegged by a closeted sexiest man alive, as voted by People's Magazine. So my advice would be, dear Sir <coughs> William, I hope. Sorry, sis. I. <laughs> okay, dear Sir William, I hope you take this to heart and stop your obvious rakish behaviour as highlighted in the letter above. Although my Victorian sentiments much rather decline to comment on such a matter as yours, I shall partake for the simple honour of a fellow being helping another. First off, if my memory serves, your alliance with your former wife ended because of your wayward ways with another woman while still bound by the ties of holy matrimony. <laughs> your behaviour might have, as such, created quite a commotion in polite society that post the divorce your wife and her ladies refused to talk to you or even acknowledge mm. you. A sentiment, I believe, was brought upon by you and your mistress. And now that your ten years of roguish behaviour are over and you see your former wife flourish in society and gain merits beyond what you accomplished, Ooh. you want to rekindle the alliance and share the glory and the women you once shunned. I would suggest you take a hard look at yourself and leave the exemplary woman alone to do her tidings <laughs> as she has. For a want of a proper face, move on. I do believe in all my heart that you brought this on yourself for the want of behaving like a proper gentleman of feelings and shall suffer from this much as every man who shunned and shamed a lady did. And there you have it, Bradley. There you have it. Well. No longer Sir William. <laughs> that's right, you got demoted, boy. <laughs> or sir. Anyhow, this now brings us to the end of our episode of brown melts the crown please don't forget to hit a like leave a review and tell everyone you know about us from the rooftops if you want to connect with us you can find us on our social media handles i am at have you met sharif and lady sam what about you I can be found on Instagram at uh, Samaya Black 13 or Facebook at uh, Posh Sam Comedy. Wonderful. And if I must say so, I can be found at my Instagram handle, Have You Met Sharif? Sharif is spelled S-H-E-R-I-F. And I look forward to finally hitting that elusive 10,000 followers mark. So this was it for this week. Go and dirty your minds, people. Use some toilet paper and learn how to use a darn pudding fork. Salute, Bye! Bye.